Hello everyone. I hope you're having a beautiful day. This is Deb McBride and this is the Golden Astrologer Podcast. Welcome. Today is Sunday, April 9th, 2023. It is Easter and I wish everyone a happy Easter. I wish everyone a happy Passover. And I decided to do my podcast today because it's quiet and we had a lovely celebration this afternoon and I didn't feel like doing it tomorrow. <laughs> and that's the truth. I really didn't. I wasn't up for doing it tomorrow. So I just said, you know what, let's just do it today. The first thing I'm going to do is some housekeeping, which is that I am giving a class on Tuesday, Tuesday the 11th of April. It's 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Eastern Daylight Time, which means it's 5 o'clock for me. And it is the annual Sun-Jupiter conjunction, which we'll talk about in this podcast. But I'm saying that it is um, the day that I'm doing my class, which is called How to Be a Goddess in a Masculine World. And I want everyone to understand what this is about. It's about energy. It's about polarity. It's about balance. It's not us versus them. It's not political it's not astrological either. This is about energy and polarity. And it is, I think, an exciting topic because it holds the keys to a lot of questions that we have about why isn't my business doing better? Why am I not making more money? Why is my relationship like this? And I can talk about all of those and answer all of them for you on Tuesday evening if you join my class. It's only $77, and I would love to see all of you there. It is a very interesting topic because I've learned so much in the last two years about polarities of masculine and feminine. People throw around the term divine feminine, divine masculine. What does that actually mean, and what does that actually give us, and why should we know about it? And... It is really important, and the world we live in, there's lots of reasons why it's a masculine world. I'm not getting into politics, okay? It's an energetic thing, and we participate in this regularly, and I'm giving this class for people to raise their awareness about how their energy is and where they want it to go. What do you want in your life, and what do you want from your relationships and your work and your finances, and this will help clarify some of that because, you know, we may think we want something and that's not truly what we're getting. So we need to adjust how we use our energy in order to receive what we want. And this is about receiving more. We will t discuss that and we'll discuss the percentages of time spent and energy spent in our day in one or the other. We want to ideally have both. We're always going from one to the other. Nobody on this earth only has one. Your cat doesn't only have one, okay? Your cat, your dog, your goldfish, maybe your goldfish, but your, your goldfish, none of them are fully in one or the other. Everybody has everything, okay? And it depends on what you want in your life and what you want your life to look like and what your relationships look like and what you want them to look like and feel like, and that's really important, what you want them to feel like. And I'm so excited about this class because it was such valuable information to me, and I want you to understand it as well as I do. And 
and I want to bring this valuable information to everybody else. So join me Tuesday. If you'd like to register, uh, the link is, it's been in my Instagram stories, but it's also on my website. Go to thegoldenastrologer.com, book online, and scroll down till you see how to be a goddess in a masculine world, $77. And then there is something else I would like to announce. I announced this through my blog and website the other day. And this is that I am starting a mentoring program. I am starting mentoring, coaching, mentoring. It's packages of sessions over three months, can be done six months, 12 months. And I'm excited about this. So to read more about it, go to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com and you can go to astrologers thoughts scroll all the way down that's my blog page okay astrologers thoughts and it's up on my website and you can register for it there if you'd like to talk to me directly about this or if you'd like to learn more from me write to me deb at debmcbride.com and I can perhaps talk to you for a few minutes about it or write to you about it, whichever you prefer. But this is very exciting also. It is a lovely way to expand your life. This is expansion mentoring. It is a lovely way to open the doors to a more expansive, receptive life for yourself. I've been being mentored for the last two years. I'm very happy with the results I've gotten. I'm continuing my work with my mentor and you can call her a coach, a mentor. It's a little different, but I really want to invite you to this uh, experience because it's really fulfilling and it elevates your life. So it's a journey of becoming. So with that being said, let's move into the new week. And it is a new week where, you know, lots of things are happening. We are now officially, we've opened the eclipse period. And I've already seen and felt some very high energy things happening and some things that are uncomfortable for people. And that's putting it mildly. And what I'm feeling is there's there's a lot going on already. The energies are high. It is heading towards that eclipse on the 19th. That is the first eclipse. And that is a solar eclipse at 29 degrees Aries. Now we only have one new moon normally normally we have one new moon one full moon in each sign so aries one full moon one new moon now we had the new moon at the beginning of the march equinox and that was zero degrees of aries but this this new moon is the second new moon in Aries, and it's going to be 29 degrees. So it's like, you know, they say blue moon, it's two full moons. Well, this is two new moons. So this is very unusual, and so it's profound. This is the, you know, the first eclipse. And, and then I want to talk a little bit, bit about the second eclipse. Now, we've got, we've got a lot going on in April. Um, Mercury is going to go retrograde on Friday the 21st, Okay. And then we're going to have another eclipse May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Um, they celebrate that in Mexico. We don't celebrate that here in Costa Rica. Actually, tomorrow's a holiday. Uh, Tuesday's the holiday. Tomorrow, everybody gets off because today's Easter, and they've had off all this week. This is Semana Santa, and it is the Battle of Rivas, which has uh, got a lot to do with, you know, a war 
many, many years ago and the um, identity of Costa Rica. So Battle of Rivas, that's the celebration of this week. So in any event, we are in the throes of what is going to be you know, eclipses. And while the energy is starting to rev up, the eclipses don't normally come for another two weeks after the eclipse period opens. Okay, so we had that full moon the other day that opened the eclipse period. It was with Chiron, it was with Jupiter, and a lot of a lot of energy flying around there. Some of it good, some of it profound, some of it um, making you aware of your wounds, looking at wounds. That's Chiron's job, right? So the eclipse on the 19th is at 29 Aries. The second eclipse is at 1458 Scorpio. That's where it's a lunar eclipse. That's where the moon is, which means it's almost 15 degrees. The sun will be at 15 degrees Taurus, 1458 Taurus. So because it's always, remember, a lunar eclipse is a full moon. The moon is in one sign. The sun is in another sign, the opposite sign in the, in the, in the realm that we're in. So by that time, we'll be in Taurus, and that's where it is, halfway through Taurus. Now, important information. Back in November of last year, there was an eclipse, and it was at seven, the 7th of November, and it was at 15 or about 15 degrees Scorpio, okay, and Taurus. So again, it was the reverse of what we're going to have on the 5th. So let's review. 15 degrees Taurus is where the moon was during the eclipse in Scorpio season in early November. The eclipse is at the moon. It's not really at the sun unless it's a solar eclipse, which we're having on the 19th. But a lunar eclipse is when it's at the moon. The lunar eclipse of November 7th had the moon at 15 Taurus, okay? Uranus went direct in January at 15 Taurus. Mercury is going to go retrograde on Friday, April 21st at 15 Taurus. And the eclipse on May 5th will have the sun at 15 Taurus. So this is a powerful, powerful, powerful degree, okay? We have been getting stuff at 15 Taurus for months now. Then there was also Uranus, which was around those degrees when it met up with Mars last August, like about the 1st of August. Yeah, that was a lot going on that time. So this is a very intense point. This point is heated up for months. It started last year. It went through. We had that Uranus go direct, 15 Taurus. We're having Mercury go retrograde at 15 Taurus. If you have something at 15 degrees of Taurus, 15 degrees Aquarius, 15 degrees Scorpio, 15 degrees Leo, this is the cardinal axis, okay? 15 is the cardinal axis. It's another point in the cardinal axis, meaning the world axis, world events, things that happen in the world happen on important degrees of the zodiac. Zero degrees Aries, where the new moon was back a few weeks ago, the new moon, at zero Aries, where I mentioned the equinox, the March equinox, that is one of the most important degrees of the zodiac at the cardinal axis. 
anything in the cardinal axis, you start to hear world events. You start to hear things in government, things in wars, things in culture, and in, in, in major events. They're often turning points. You hear things about celebrities, people who are in the limelight, who are in the public eye, anybody who's out in the world and is visible and is well-known in the newspapers and in the media. That's where you hear stories. And when we have things happening at the cardinal axis, we can expect that world events will start to unfold. So things that were unfolding back in November for each of us, and especially in world events, we can go back and look in the papers from November 7th and find out what was going on during that eclipse. But whatever was going on in your life during the eclipse of November 7th is now lots of things are happening, are happening relative to that. And some things were happening in January and some things were happening you know, back in November and things were happening this month in April and then they will in May. So we're stringing all of this together. This is a very important thing to pay attention to. And we are getting very intense energies at that point. Now for me, that's close to my midheaven. So it's an angle in my chart. And that's, you know, things are moving. Things have been moving in my midheaven for a while now. So, yeah, because Uranus is there. And Uranus has been there, and it's finished with 15 degrees Taurus as it went direct there back in January, as I mentioned before. But this energy in the center of Taurus is where th a lot of things are playing out. So think back to November 7th, January, mid-January, and then... You know, what's unfolding in these next couple of weeks, pay attention. They're, they're related. And it may be, it may be something very emotional and private and your own situation. Taurus is usually finance. It's usually money. It's usually, and it's nature too. It's, you know, Capricorn's banking and governments. Taurus is more of what I've got in my bank account. What food am I putting on my table? My roof over my head, my backyard, my garden. Taurus is much more my finances rather than global economy, although there are things that will show up because of the cardinal axis. So pay attention, pay attention, remember what was going on for you, and think about, you know, as we move towards, you know, the 21st of April, and we move towards the 5th of May. And, you know, the 21st of April at that Mercury retrograde is very close to the eclipse. It happens, well, the 19th, of course, it's happening in my region of the world on the 19th. It's happening 12, 13 a.m. on Thursday, the 20th in Eastern time zone. So, but we're not there yet. Tomorrow's only the 10th and today's only the 9th. Tomorrow, I just want you to be aware of what's going on, Okay. Pay attention. The energies are heating up already. Tomorrow, Venus goes into Gemini, and that is a place where Venus is a bit flirtatious. She is a duality goddess, so she's got her hands in lots of things, lots of creative projects, lots of intellectual projects. But she's also, you know, flirtatious because she's, you know, Gemini is a little like, like a little sprightly, you know, like a little, like a little imp. And so she might be a little bit of an imp in Gemini. 
as she gets into Gemini, she's going to start making some very deep contacts to other planets. The first one is that she's talking very nicely to Pluto, who is newly in Aquarius. And Venus trying Pluto is something smooth. It's a smooth aspect. It's a good aspect, but it's also, you know, it's something relatively balanced. So there's, there's Venus and Pluto, which are always triangles, but when we have a trine, there's often something very, very um, nice about it in your relationships with people. So nurture your relationships with people, nurture your relationships with siblings. Gemini is a sibling sign and be very aware of, you know, dynamics between yourself and your your friends your others you know because that's what venus and pluto do they they always bring into intense dynamics even if it's a trine sometimes we see um it could be nice it could be nice and intense you know like i said venus pluto intensity but perhaps in a maybe more palatable way then venus is also this week as she moves through gemini going to square saturn which won't happen till friday the 14th and Saturn's in newly in Pisces, and Venus will be newly in Gemini, and they will square at three degrees. And so Venus and Saturn, Venus and Saturn are, you know, they, they hit each other every now and again throughout the year. There's several hard aspects that Venus and Saturn go through together, and this is one of them. So Venus and Saturn are in a little bit of a strained relationship because it's a square. It is a challenging relationship. Um... My teacher used to call this the Wicked Witch of the West <laughs> aspect <laughs> because he would say it's where someone feels that they're not loved. It's where people can feel unloved. It's where people and therefore act out as if they are unloved, you know, so they then don't share love and they don't... Um, behave in a loving, loving manner because they have been slighted or, you know, hurt in the past. And so they, therefore, might lash out against people and you think, ooh, they're just not a nice person or something. It, and this isn't true because if you have Venus Saturn in your chart, you have to learn to love despite your broken heart. You have to learn to open your heart and keep opening your heart because oftentimes if you're a Venus Saturn person, you are not always going to get the best of other people because on some deep level, you believe you don't deserve it or you don't deserve to be loved or you feel unloved or you're unlovable. And what it does is it's, it's your heart being closed. You have to open your heart on a deep level. And this is not easy you know, for someone who's got lots of Pisces planets and they're like forgiving and heart opening and heart melting people, this is, this is, you know, comes as a natural thing. For somebody who's a Venus Saturn, it's not. So if you have a Venus Saturn in your chart, you will know that um, if you know your chart and this is a recurrence. This is something where, you know, you need to do a little work about opening your heart despite how you've been hurt and, it's always better to open your heart. Use it wisely, obviously. Don't let someone walk all over you. But a Venus-Saturn is about that. So we we open our heart slowly, slowly, slowly. And Saturn's in Pisces. So it's learning about forgiveness. We are learning lessons about forgiveness right now. And those are complicated. Those are complicated. And 
There's a lot of that I've seen in these weeks. It's only been a few weeks that Saturn has entered Pisces, and I see so many things about learning to open one's heart and learning to trust the universe and learning to forgive. So very, very deep lessons. This is another one of those lessons, okay? So when Venus and Saturn get together, they teach us lessons about love and opening our hearts to love and opening our hearts even if we've been hurt in the past. So this is where we this is where we go and this is where we take this energy. And bravo to you if you can forgive if you've been hurt. So moving right along, the other aspect we're having this week is the annual Sun Jupiter conjunction on Tuesday the eleventh when I'm giving my lecture, when I'm giving my master class. And I planned it that way, of course, the Sun Jupiter, and they are in Aries. So they are very good in a good place. The sun right now is exalted in Aries. We like this time of year. This is April 9th. It's the time the sun right now is at 19 Aries. It is at its exaltation point. This is the sun's strongest point in the zodiac. And this is a good time to go out, stand in the sun, thank the sun, because the sun rises every single day. The sun gets up every day and it's consistent. This again, now in astrology, we have masculine and feminine too. Obviously, the sun is the masculine principle. The moon is the feminine principle. And this is where the consistency of the masculine serves us. It gets up and it's there every single day. There's not a day the sun goes, you know what? I'm not rising today. I'm taking the day off. We may not see it if it's cloudy, but a lot of things you can't see if it's cloudy, but... It doesn't matter. The sun is there and it's up and it's rising and it's somewhere, if it's cloudy by you, somewhere else in the world, it's sunny. And there it is, the sun. And so the consistency of the sun is to be honored at this time of year. It is exalted. It's at its strongest point. And the sun and Jupiter meet. This is a very powerful, powerful place for the sun to meet Jupiter. And it only happens in Aries once every 12 years. The fact that it's so close to the sun's exaltation point is amazing. So this is a very profound and powerful moment. Be grateful Bathe in gratitude. Take 10 minutes and bathe in gratitude because this is this is such an important time, okay? Sun and Jupiter, blessings are bestowed upon you. Blessings are bestowed and gratitude for those blessings. All those blessings in our lives, all those things that come to us that the universe provides us for, that we take for granted on a daily basis. <laughs> so, I thank the universe every single day for my, my wonderful home here because I'm grateful every moment of every day for the, for the breeze, for the trees, for the sky, for everything that makes me feel at home in this beautiful country of Costa Rica. So I am brimming with gratitude on a regular basis for this place. So this is a very important moment of the year. So it's a great time to do a ritual, to feel that gratitude, to feel that place in the zodiac where the sun is exalted only for like a couple of days out of each year. And be grateful for your life and your blessings. And go do something that is either, you know, you know, buying yourself a little present, buying a gift for someone else, do something out of generosity and uh, take care of your, your neighbor and your friends. 
The other thing that's going to happen on Thursday the 13th, uh, Passover ends that day, but what's going to happen is that the moon at its fourth quarter in Capricorn is then going to move into Aquarius. 4.42 p.m., the moon moves into Aquarius. That's Eastern time on Thursday the 13th. And the moon will conjunct Pluto a half an hour later, 5.11 p.m. This is the first moon-Pluto conjunction in Aquarius. Okay, so the moon in Aquarius is usually detached, usually um, a little irreverent, but seeking technology, seeking higher minds, seeking the collective, seeking unity and humanity and altruism. It's going to meet with Pluto for the very first time in this 20-year journey that we're going to have with Pluto in Aquarius. So Thursday afternoon, um, it is very important to remember and see how you feel feel into this how we feel is you know nine tenths of the game not what we're thinking Aquarius is very cerebral but think about how you feel what are you feeling are you feeling generosity toward humanity do you feel altruistic do you feel very independent do you feel revolutionary is there a revolutionary spirit rising up in you or do you feel indignant <laughs> <laughs> which is another quality of Aquarius. You could be indignant, righteously indignant. Yeah, that's Aquarius too. We all have light and dark, man. <laughs> We've all got light and dark. So see how you feel and don't get into a snit. You know, don't get into that righteously indignant snit. Catch yourself, say, I'm not going to do this and do something, you know, altruistic instead. That's the best use of that energy on Thursday afternoon. Um, and what else are we moving into this week? You know, the eclipse is Wednesday the 19th. This is the week in between when the eclipse period opens and we get revved up into that eclipse. So if you feel energies approaching that seem high, highly active, maybe a little agitating, go calm down. Go for a walk. Go do something in nature. Go take a hot bath hot shower, go read a book, do something, meditate, meditate, because it's important to calm your nerves. You know, eclipses bring up all sorts of emotions. They come to the table, stuff we haven't said we want to say. It's an Aries. It's a, it's a feisty warrior sign, right? And there'll be a bunch of planets in Aries that day. You know, the sun and the moon will be there. The sun's there. That's going to be the last time that the sun is in Aries. And that later on Thursday, it goes into Taurus. So the sun switches signs on that new moon right after that new moon. And so, you know, Jupiter's in Aries. Chiron's in Aries. And so we pay attention to our emotions and our anger and our energy and use it for something constructive exercise, you know, something, something innovative, something a little, um, independent, you know, like an independent project that you might be doing something brilliant. Okay. And just watch your energy these next few days, okay, Until as we get into next week, as we get into this for the next few weeks, actually, because once we get into the eclipses, they are very dramatic, and they always bring high energy to the fore, so don't let it sweep you away into something that is, you know, overly emotional and dramatic, that's what eclipses do. Sometimes we have a little trouble sleeping during eclipses, maybe you want to do something like 
look at the moon or go out for a walk or do something, sit on your patio, release the energy and before you go to sleep, take a nice hot cup of tea. Do something that's going to soothe your jangled nerves during eclipse season, okay? So that's about it for this week. Um, watch that Venus-Saturn. Watch that Venus-Trine-Pluto. Watch that Sun-Jupiter. They're all interesting. We're going to be weaving in and out of, you know, positive Sun-Jupiter energy. Don't get caught in Venus-Saturn. You know, it could be selfish. It could be withholding. Watch the Venus-Saturn try to step forward in generosity. And that's about it. I thank you for listening. I wish you a pleasant and lovely week, a happy Easter, a beautiful end to your Passover season. For those of you who have some days off for holidays, enjoy them. And I hope to see you at my class on Tuesday evening. And if you need more information about it, you can write to me, deb at debmcbride.com. I'm on Instagram, The Golden Astrologer. I'm on you know, the web at thegoldenastrologer.com. And please, please stop in, check out my new offerings of mentorship on my astrologer's thoughts. And I'll be putting up a lot of information about it going forward. So you'll see it on my Instagram and on my, um, on my website. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being present with me. Gratitude to one and all. Have a beautiful week.